Guard the Lieutenant Wharf. You step into my regiment, please, and bring a tricorder with you. Hi, Captain. What do you make of that? I am puzzled, sir. The only detectable bioelectric particles are your own. You did not help. I did not. Welcome to the long-belated The Readier Room, the only and longest-running Star Trek Next Generation rewatch podcast. Every week, or uh, when we feel like it, we're bringing you an episode of TNG and all the behind-the-scenes stories that go to make that magic happen. My name is Mitchell Mills, Chief Consultant Services Paramount, and with me is my life partner, Brandon Hobbs. Brandon, how are we doing? Uh, doing great, Mitch. You can hear me, right? Of course. You you're you're, okay. you're you're just over there. Of course, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, through the headphones, like like all like all professional productions, you know, we wear headphones through the entire podcast. I keep um, one headphone on my ear and the other one hanging mm-hmm. off, and like right, right, just in case, like a DJ. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, I I just want to address the elephant in the room. I, we're all thinking about it. Um, it's uh, the anniversary of the 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 day that Alec Baldwin killed that woman. Hmm. So, it was a woman. You know. Yeah, it was a woman. I well, I mean, what's a woman? Right. Oh, so, but, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't. I don't tend to think of actors as people. But I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's my years of experience talking. <laughs> right. They're more like little chess pieces. Right. Right. To uh, be maneuvered according to my will. What, what, which what chess piece is Alec Baldwin? <laughs> uh, definite what kind of chessman. De- definite rook. <laughs> rook is kind of a stupid word, isn't it? It is. By the way, Patrick Stewart, bishop. He bishop. likes to fancy himself a queen, but he's not. <laughs> you know, rook sounds like um. It, it, it sounds like like a retard character in like uh, Game of Thrones or something, like a big brute kind of tank guy. Right. His name is Rook. Like, oh, Rook, go plow the fields. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like like a like a Hulk kind of deal. Rook, Rook is smash. The hero after he gets he gets captured has to like trick Rook into giving him the key. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Rook, I got a cookie in here. <laughs> Rook's like, hmm? <laughs> Rook like cookie. <laughs> uh, 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 so what's new with you, Mitch? What's going on? Um, not. Did I finish? I think I finished Better Call Saul by the last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but that was still surprisingly fast. Well, you know, I. Uh... And you watched that garbage movie too, didn't you? Yeah, El Camino. Which was fine. Wait, <laughs> like the Star Wars planet? Um, actually, yeah. Just a bunch of clones of that guy who got really fat. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Paul. Not to be confused oh. with that guy who died. <laughs> John Paul? What was his name? Jake Paul? No, Paul... Paul J- Rudd? Paul, Paul Jackson? What was that guy? He was in Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Paul something. Oh, yeah. Paul Simon. Paul. Oh, any... <laughs> I, I'm Googling. That's better call Paul. 
<laughs> that's uh, that's how they made the Beatles. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, this is the fourth one. I don't. Paul Walker. That's it. Paul Walker. There we go. Right. I'm more of a running man myself. Mm. Why I forgot. But aside from watching and finishing TV series, nothing occurs in my life. So um, now that Better Call Saul is over, I've just been a, in a state of homeostasis in my pod, sure. wait, waiting for the, the show to start so that we could talk. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, Matt Walsh hasn't told me what to think this week, so you I know, got nothing either, really. He, I didn't know about this until it became like a buzzing topic, but I, I think he puts out like a weekly video or maybe like a somewhat frequent video. I don't know, but in it in one of his various screeds, he showed a tweet by, like, a magic guy, one of the people working on magic. And, oh, really? Yeah, and because the guy was like, oh, this is my, I'm, what was this? It was National Coming Out Day, mm-hmm. and he came out as polyamorous, despite just kind of being, like, a like a straight white guy. It's like, these, right, are, my, sure. these are my two girlfriends. Right, <laughs> and of course Matt Walsh has you know something to say about that. It's whatever, but everyone's like, "Oh my God, Matt Walsh, he's attacking the magic community." <laughs> the magic community. <laughs> um, they, I say they like this nebulous they, the people who hate Matt Walsh, whatever. I don't really care. Um, they uh, kind of forced his hand. Um, in terms of like, uh, he he had to put out a video kind of like showing his like very old content of when he like worked on a radio show like 20 years ago why did he say the n-word or something no he said something about how like like 17 year old women are fertile or something i don't know um but he was he was like vaguely like shock jockish okay just like just like some random dude on like local radio which is very funny to me because he like larps as this kind of like stoic uh conservative dude now right you know what I mean? It's it's very like uh, it feels feels a lot like a grift. <laughs> to me, I I don't I don't see how anybody could potentially cancel Matt Walsh by by bringing dredging up his old. No, you can't because well, the... unless they come right. out and they're like, I don't even know what it could be. It's like oh, Matt Walsh used to he voted for Bill Clinton, you know, like oh he did a yeah. vaguely Democrat thing. That's that's the only thing that could yeah. mark his <laughs> reputation. Like not Yeah, I know. I mean, like, not, what is Ben Shapiro going to fire him? Right. Nothing like, "Oh, he's he's vaguely pedophilic and reactionary because that's just the audience." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um nobody watches I am a woman while simultaneously uh, really minding the fact that somebody is 17 years and 364 days old. I I am a woman. Oh, what is a, a Freudian slip? <laughs> Actually, uh, oh, I, I was waiting for the right time to tell you. I got some important news. <laughs> Eat your fucking cookies. <laughs> I there. Uh, white chocolate macadamia. Oh, you're a disgusting human being. What? 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 What part of that is it? The white chocolate? It's both, really. I mean, macadamia nuts are fine, but in a cookie, it's like ah. Eh. It's just eh. like a basic sugar cookie with sweet and hard things in it. 
white chocolate's kind of gross to itself but i mean, I mean i'm not gonna eat just white chocolate raw dogged yeah i mean sure yeah sure no but i mean like it's it's presence upsets me okay okay well don't yeah. invite us to your christmas party then <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> so uh you kind of set me on a little trip earlier you uh in our little readier group chat you posted a uh a gif of Denzel Washington from the film Flight. Yes, yes. Which is not a film I really have any awareness of, but I was bored. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go read this Wikipedia page. So I did. And uh, one scene from it seemed compelling. They're like, oh, there's this flight scene where the airplane is mm-hmm. upside down. Have you seen this yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. A long time ago, though, a long time ago. So I go to watch that on YouTube, and it's like, it's kind of cool. Nice little scene. And I read the comment. And mm. the, the comments, I think people are under the impression that this is a real thing that that happened. Like, this is a documentary footage. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me read some of them to you. Uh, this is a lesson on how keeping calm is crucial during emergencies. If both <laughs> pilots were like the co-pilot, they all would have been dead. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, I gotta scroll, but there's a couple of good ones. Uh, These are all gonna be Indian people, aren't they? I love the maturity of the captain and how he is calm till the last moment uh, by Akash Sinha. Yep. <laughs> There's one more. <coughs> Where is it? You I like how always the, count on the Indians. I like how the pilot is staying calm and analyzing the situation he's in. Oh, there's another one. But this one seems to be a white guy. Mad respect for him telling Margaret to tell her son she loves him. He was fully aware of what was happening. <laughs> this sounds like um this sounds like they got like an assignment from their high school English teacher to post a comment on a YouTube video. <laughs> this this <laughs> this is the last one that I'm gonna highlight, but this is a frequent template of a comment I see all the time and I hate I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to ignore the hostess who picked up the kid, put him in his seat, and fastened the seatbelt while the plane was upside down? Mm. Do you know how many are we going to ignore, or is no one going to mention X <laughs> comments I see? It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's passive. It's bordering on almost passive-aggressive, really. Right. It's like, no, I watched the video. I didn't ignore it. I fucking saw it. Right, right. You fucking retard. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I think a large percentage of the population here believes, again, this is documentary footage. Um, that was a good movie, though. He was drunk a lot. That was, that was a fun I, part. I know you could relate to that. I related to that. Um, now, remember at the apparently at the end of the film where he um, confesses to all this and gets clean and you know, goes to an AA program and mm-hmm. is sober for a year? Can you relate to yeah. that part? No. Oh, okay. That's, that's, uh, no. That's, that's pure fantasy. It is. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm itching, just chomping at the bit right now to talk about Black Adam. Okay. Now, I I learned recently that this is not the, um, the British sitcom with Rowan Atkinson. Mm, Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Anyway, what about it? It's well. It's well. First of all, the name's stupid. 
Well, I mean, it's pretty descriptive, if you ask me. (laughs) Black Adam. You know, when I used to hear, because I I, I remember hearing about this this character Uh that no one cares about uh, years before the film. I think The Rock's been trying to play this character for like 10 years or something. But when I first heard the name Black Adam, I thought it was like, like, you know, like Tetsuon Adam, like A-T-O-M. Oh, okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like hmm. Black Atom. And I was like, all right. But no, it's just like like a guy named Adam. Black Adam. Is right? he always black in the comics? Uh, no, that's the thing. He's a white guy. And uh, you, you're going to love this. There's actually a character that was recently created called White Adam, and he's black. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty funny. I, I do like that. <laughs> Now, I mean, in a post-Shazam world, I, I, I can't really dunk on any uh, superhero name. You don't like Shazam? I don't like Shazam. What about Kazam? Uh, more genie than hero. They're, they're, <laughs> they're kind of capricious, you know? <laughs> but uh, I'm just wondering, what uh, is this going to bomb, this movie? Because I really hope it does. I'm sick of The Rock. Well, that's the thing, though. The Rock is a really large box office draw, and it's a superhero movie, so those also tend to do well. Yeah, I guess. Uh, unless really unless the lead is a woman. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have any uh, female superhero movies that that didn't Disney didn't buy its own tickets for. What about um, Wonder Woman? Oh yeah, Wonder Woman did all right, didn't it? Yeah, it was like Wonder Woman Animal Farm. What was the name of that? Animal Farm. What? What was the name of that? The second Wonder Woman. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love how you sat there waiting for me to get it too. Uh, that one that one was uh, panned. I think wasn't it? No one really liked that one. Like, for gold, they sifted it in a river? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did, yeah. <laughs> it didn't find anything, though. Dang. They should have panned harder. I, uh, listened to... the hell, What the hell were they? That, that, that stupid socialist podcast. The uh, Young Turks. Not the... That, I don't think they're socialists. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Um, um uh, no. What is the name of that? Those come town adjacent guys. Yeah, I, it, Chapo, Chapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they did, I a, didn't they know. did a, a hilarious review of that that Wonder Woman movie. Now, was it funny I, because they're socialists? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I sympathize politically with them. Hmm. No, it's uh, it just sounds like such a bad movie. <laughs> because there's women in it. Yeah, because there's women in it. I watched... Um, that was my review, stupid, actually, of, uh, of Little Women. Uh, <laughs> it sucks because there's women in it. <laughs> it should have just been little. Well, I thought they'd only have a small role in the picture. That's why I saw mm. it. <laughs> it's just a descriptor for the film. <laughs> little Women. <laughs> the Little Women. <laughs> it was the prerogative for the for the script, but he just couldn't think of a title after that. Anyway, what <laughs> were you going uh, Marvel dropped a fucking garbage movie <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. Shang-Chi? 
No, no, it was on Disney Plus. Shang Chi um, Plus. Werewolf by Night. The fuck called? Is this based on yeah. some pre-existing property? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a Marvel comic. It's like in the MCU, I guess, or whatever. But its whole conceit is that it's shot in black and white, and you know, it's supposed to evoke the feeling of like an old werewolf movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't because it's shot digitally. It looks like trash. Uh, it's like fifty minutes, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll fucking kill an hour while I'm just Jerking not really it. doing anything at work. Yeah, and. Uh, it, it, it felt like three hours. It sucked. And I don't know about you, but when I watch something that I really hate, I go online and like frantically search Google for other reviews to validate my opinion. No, I never do that. No? I only ever autistically read the Wikipedia article of any movie I'm watching, show I'm watching, or album I'm listening to. Okay. Okay. Which, by well, the way... I, I, need, I need people to validate me. That gave me several spoilers for Breaking Bad and uh, <laughs> Better Call done. Saul. I'd engage in this like terrible game of chicken where I'd like, <laughs> I'm like ten minutes into an episode, and I uh, load up the Wikipedia article on it and start reading the production section. Sure. And you know, I wouldn't read the plot obviously because it's I'm not looking to be spoiled, but I do want to learn about it. So, but then it would be like, oh, uh, so and so actor was brought in for the last. For a cameo in the last five seconds after not appearing in however many episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, or this actor was their final episode on the show following his character's death at the end. And I'm like, oh, why do I do this mm-hmm. to myself? Right. So you well, watched Werewolf I, uh, in London. Yeah, I watched Werewolf by... Uh, Werewolf by Night, yeah. It, so I it's like a medieval picture? I, um... <clears throat> Uh, not one of your best. Not one of your best. <laughs> I uh, just in the off chance that someone who's listening to this really liked it, mm-hmm. you're wrong, and I hate you. Well, you got you got the receipts, right? You found the uh, reviews to back up your opinion. Yeah. Well, no. So th- that's the thing. Like, you look up any Disney movie you look up nowadays. Um, there's no scathing reviews anymore. It's just like, Let's yeah, it was okay, it. and they give it like a 60, you know? Yeah. People, I don't know, I feel like there's enough of a uh, a cultural mind guard around the Disney and Marvel properties. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying, and it's really, like, they suck now. I mean, oh, honey, they've they always, always sucked. Yeah. They always did, but... <laughs> <clears throat> no, I mean, I think I think the first few were okay. I mean, Iron Man was good, and then, you know, leading up to the Avengers, it was kind of novel. I just want to say that, after that I know they suck, but I, despite never seeing any of them. Yeah. yeah but well, I know they're bad. Well, okay, you, you've never seen any of them? No. That's crazy. I saw the Sony oh. Spider-Man movies, like, 20 years ago. Right. However long. But nothing since the start and, of the and MCU. And our biannual rewatch of yeah. the Spider-Man movies. Uh, coming up again. <clears throat> um, they're actually all Sony Spider-Man movies, just really? so you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Sony still owns Spider-Man. I can't think of a. Um, it's like when someone just owns land. You know, maybe it's been in their family, and mm-hmm. they strike oil on it, and it's like, well, right. I didn't really do anything for this, but all right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. 
Yeah, they, they they get to they get to do like everything. Every Spider-Man film that still comes out is all Sony, which is crazy. And I guess it's probably why they were able to get Michael Keaton for that stupid uh, have sex movie. What was it called? Morb. Yeah, Morb. Yeah. Have sex movie. <laughs> Wait, Michael um, Keaton was in that. He was in no okay so he was he was the bad guy in the first uh Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. He was the vulture. He was a vulture, yeah. I remember that because he played Birdman in the Birdman movie. And then yes, he was yes, the yes. vulture. He was the Birdman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. And he had like a black daughter or something. Oh. In the movie? Uh, what's what's her name? Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> Not in real life in the movie. Uh, um Zoe <laughs> Deschanel the hell was her name she uh, she was like mad hot uh but uh, then but american no, McGee? like like because the, the the whole the whole plot american mcgee <laughs> there's layers the, to that joke <laughs> is there yeah because in um i think it was maybe dr strange he had like a young latina sidekick whose name was america mm-hmm. for some reason america, yes yeah yeah. yeah 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 you're right okay I see the line of thinking. I don't. I don't agree with it, but I see it. Um, yeah. The the whole plot of that Spider-Man movie is he's trying to hook up with this really hot chick, and then he just. <laughs> but her dad's a vulture. <laughs> Your dad's a vulture, and then he just bangs Zendaya instead, which is a significant downgrade. Mm. So did uh, in that movie did Michael Keaton do a lot of roosting? No, he did a lot of vulching. Ah, he didn't come home to roost. <laughs> he's like, oh, um, that, he's just like flying circles around Spider-Man for like, twenty years, <laughs> waiting for him to die. <laughs> 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 That would be a good way to take it. It's more of like a uh, like a psychological piece of this guy tormenting Spider-Man, circling above him for that's, days. That's, that's a great villain, just waiting for like some other dude to kill him. Just sweep in. in, you call yourself the Vulture, yeah. Come on. Okay, get this. The Vulture is an opportunist who doesn't commit any crimes himself. But waits for crimes to be committed and then somehow swoops in to get a profit <laughs> yes. off it. That's great. So then that's great. You know what? Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So then. So then there's no way to like make anything stick on him. He, can't, he didn't do anything. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's great. They call him the vulture. <laughs> no, but that's I'm sure great. it was just Michael Keaton with like a mechanical bird suit. Oh yeah, yeah. He was good in that movie, though. I mean, he's wrong. a good actor. Good. I liked uh, when he was Mc- Mr. McDonald. <laughs> uh, what in that McDonald's documentary? Yeah, yeah. Documentary, <laughs> documentary. <laughs> I thought that was a bit. <laughs> it wasn't a bit. It wasn't a bit. <laughs> Just a bit of retardation. That's the thing. Hold on, I'm gonna go to YouTube and post a comment now. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you don't do the show every week. You you lose your. Your wit, you seep into like Alzheimer's. Mojo. Yes, I very much like when he made the McDonald's. <laughs> you and Indians, man. Oh God, they they won't leave me alone. Why are you uh, are you a white woman walking around Calcutta? 
That's what it feels like. I know how it feels. Why don't we, uh, we got some Star Trek news to talk about, don't we? Um, we got yes. that, uh, that, that, that season three of Picard. Oh, that thing. Uh, that, that we were so unceremoniously kicked out of. Dejected. Um, yeah, uh, they, uh, they, they said they didn't need our services anymore, so here we are. Yeah, well, that's, you, you, you can, you can get the cheap stuff, the guys with no heart. Mm-hmm. Or you can pay just a little extra and, you know, get those that are dedicated to the vision and have been for the, you know, we, I've, we've been over this. Um, yeah. yeah. But well, they, the trailer. I, I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got um, we got the crew back together, the, the, the geriatric crew right. back together. Michael Dorn doesn't remember how to do Worf, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny. Um. We have, uh, we have, we have lore, which I think, I want to say, we we did like a bit about that. <clears throat> I think we did, because like, that's the only way they could bring back Brent Spiner. Right, right. Um, so we knew that was gonna happen, one hundred percent. And uh, Moriarty, for some reason, right, really plunging the depths of what was in TNG. <laughs> Is Moriarty that beloved of a character? Perhaps, but not to Trek fans. More to uh, <laughs> fans of classic mystery novels. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I saw that trailer and felt nothing but um, uh, a mix of disdain and apathy. Sure. No- nothing about it was exciting. The um, I hate... I You know, this is going to make me sound ridiculous. Maybe it's a ridiculous thing to say. I wish they would just shoot it on a like a stage with a you know three camera setup <laughs> with mm. terrible lighting and just go go back reminisce about TNG that way kind of like how um you know Deep Space 9 did that Tribbles episode with all the the production looking like an episode of the original series yeah yeah totally yeah i know yeah i i totally agree it's uh it feels nothing like star trek when it's uh all these shaky cam scenes and even watching clips from the TNG era movies. Oh yeah. Even yeah. that just feels well, off to there's me. There's a reason no one likes them. <laughs> I, I thought like the odd numbered ones were good. Don't people say no, that? No, that, that no, the even numbered you know this. The even numbered of the original series movies are good. Oh, it's just the original series. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that means that the first one isn't good. No. It's okay, but it's uh, it it was definitely no Wrath of Khan. I can see why audiences might not be interested in a long, dry, slow bit of nothing. Right, right, yeah. It was uh, a little a little too trick for uh, for like a theatrical film. <laughs> Khan Khan kind of got it just right, I think. Had that guy screaming. Yeah, that, that that one guy. Come, <laughs> come. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen that movie, so I'm always thinking about what the prelude to that was. Does Does Spock just come up and ask him who did this, and he says, "Come." <laughs> Wait, do you really not know? Yeah, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's great. No, um, uh, Spock dies in front of Kirk. Oh, wait. I then they went looking for him after that. 
Yeah, yeah, there was the search for Spock because he like, I don't know, he was reborn or something. I, I forget. That's not that what happens to movie. Vulcans. That was a terrible fucking movie. But it's uh, it's it's an emotional little scene. It's it's really good. That, there, uh, that Spock death. I don't know if it's Wrath of Khan, but there's a a scene, <coughs> rather an episode of Voyager, that takes place during one of the TOS films. What? Yeah, and it's the setup is that Tuvok served on Sulu's Sulu Solu Sulu Sulu on Sulu's ship because he was a captain at some point, I guess. And Mm -hmm. um, at this point in the movie, Sulu's ship has to go rendezvous with Kirk, um, maybe against orders, and. that's it, that takes place in the movie, and this part, the episode, is when they're on route to meeting Kirk. And uh, anyway, it's just that is retarded. It aired at the exact same time; it was part of the same anniversary celebration as the Tribbles episode of Deep Space Nine. Uh huh. And that was so much better than this was, both as a standalone episode and as a uh, tribute piece I of fan imagine. service. I can imagine. Yeah. In in the Voyager <clears throat> one, what they do is, it's like a Janeway is going into Tuvok's memories, and that's why this stuff's on camera. So they go back to when they're on the bridge, and the ship's under attack. So there's like a burst of mist of smoke, and mm-hmm. then George Takei just steps out of the smoke super dramatically with like a oh, low God. angle camera on him, and there's like a hero shot that lasts for maybe three seconds. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. just terrible. Well, I'm sorry, but like, seriously, Sulu cares. Right. Yeah, right. right? Who gives a shit? And <clears throat> the great thing about George Takei, as as he relates to Star Trek, is like, didn't he? Um, what was that movie he was in around the time that, uh, like, he left Star Trek for a second, got replaced by um, the 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 Chekhov guy or whatever. And then, like, he's been eternally seething that uh, he didn't get, like, a bigger role in Star Trek after that. Wait, did I don't he, know. Did he ever make it back to the series? He did. He did. But okay. it was st- still kind of like a, I mean, the main guys were Kirk, Spock, and Bones, right? So. I thought it was McCoy. Bones McCoy. Oh, okay. Shiver me timbers. <laughs> Bones McCoy is the good name for a dog. <laughs> Sounds like one of those shitty like point-and-click PC games. <laughs> the continuing adventures of Bones McCoy. Bones, Bones McCoy in... Yeah. Uh, Bones McCoy in A Rough Night Out. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I got a headline for you. Okay. Um, and... and I despise it when uh, when headlines are written like this. And is it a question? You'll well, no, it's not a question. You'll see. But uh, every, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed that when you look up any kind of like, I don't want to say like nerd media type thing, but that's what it is, right? You know, like sci-fi, fantasy kind of things. Mm-hmm. When you look that up. Um, Every result you get is like something like Screen Rant, yeah, or like fucking Movie Pedos or something like that's that's written like garbage. And um, 
it's it's just feeding into like the the Funko Pop buyer industry kind of thing. Um, but they, they write their headlines like this all the time. So I'm going to read it. It's it it says Star Trek confirms right right Star Trek confirms okay um, as if Star Trek is a living breathing entity right. <laughs> Uh, they do this with Star Wars too. Star Wars confirms this, right? So, uh, in, in this case, we get Star Trek confirms Cisco is returning to the franchise as a god. Huh. Oh, how about that? How about that? Well, um, that's uh, certainly some piece of news. I... Star Trek fans last saw Cisco in the epic finale of Deep Space Nine, but now the fan favorite icon has returned. Sent by the prophets on an urgent mission to discover who or what took is killing the godlike beings of the Star Trek universe. Wait, so oh. is, is what is this in? Is this it's a, a comic. It's a comic book. Okay, that's really burying the lead. <laughs> Cisco returns, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> it's fucking James Avery's. I don't even know what he's up to these days. Not the Looney Tunes guy? No, no, that's, um... It's Eat at Joe's. <laughs> I have no interest... I love Deep Space Nine. I have absolutely no interest in seeing Cisco return or basically any of those characters. It's Stardate 2378, and Benjamin Cisco has finally returned from the Bajoran wormhole. <laughs> Omnipotent. But with every minute, his godhood is failing. Why? What's the point? Is there, a, like, give me a scene of him having to, you know, reconcile with his son or something. I don't, I don't care about him shooting laser beams out of his hands or whatever it is God's No, that's do. what Star Trek is now. That's what this is now. Okay. So, I think there's a fundamental difference to bringing back Deep Space Nine characters and continuing the story of TNG. Because the conclusion of TNG was very open-ended mm. that you know they're just going to go on another mission afterwards but deep space nine everyone's arc is definitively concluded and there's just nothing else to do right right you know the um the the aliens at the casino hit the jackpot <laughs> right as they've been trying <laughs> to do the entire series <laughs> they, they, they retired <laughs> they retired to space miami <laughs> There is Space Miami. There's a whole episode where I think Worf is there on his honeymoon and there's That's marital great. conflict. With who? The, the 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 man who fucked Cisco or whatever? Yeah, Dax. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's pretty funny. <laughs> the man who fucked Cisco. That's a uh, that's a James Bond film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh, there was something else I wanted to get into with this this Oh, I I wanted to ask um Mirror Universe Cisco. Yeah. Right? Does he does he is he like clean shaven? Oh uh, no, I don't think he is. His head is shame. But not him. Right. I mean they gotta make an episode every week, right? You can't, yeah, just, yeah. can't just shave him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> now if, oh. it, if that was made today, digital digitally erase the beard. Sure, sure. Oh, that I, always looks really good. Did I tell you about the digital bald cap they used in uh, Better Call Saul? Mm-mm. So they had Brian Cranston make a cameo, and his character is a shaved head. 
Cameo in what? Uh, in Better Call Saul. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. And um, they he didn't want to shave his head again for like one cameo scene. So they put a bald cap on him and digitally, uh, I don't know, enhanced it, smoothed it over. Yeah. But it just right. is, it's distractingly terrible. He's, his head is like perfectly, perfectly round and spherical. Um, where it wasn't before, it looked like a normal head. Sure. <laughs> and as soon as he pops up on the screen after watching like five seasons of Breaking Bad, you're like, "This is that's wrong. That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. And of course, the cameo itself didn't serve to add very much. So it's yeah, a, it's no, a, no, definitely, it's a, definitely like a like a stand and point and right. tweet kind of kind of moment. Um. <clears throat> Got a few more headlines for you. Now, this is our from the headlines segment, so that's okay. Star Trek just in, uh, this is this is from comicbook.com. Star Trek just introduced a whole new kind of starship. Jesus Christ. Um, I can't think of anything less exciting than that. In, even if that is in like a TV series or a movie and not just a shitty comic book, it's like who gives a fuck? The ship is the Aledo. It is part of a group of Texas-class ships secretly developed by an ambitious Starfleet admiral. What makes the Texas-class ships unique is that they have no crew. The ships are totally autonomous and run by onboard artificial intelligence. That AI proves more than capable of dealing with the Breen threat around Brecca. Oh, the Breen, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lower decks thing. <clears throat> I mean, I, I know what the Breen are. You're in deep space. No, 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 no. This, this is a lower. This, this whole thing is a lower decks thing. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a lower decks episode. The they had a deep space nine homage on lower decks. Yeah, no, they they've they've homaged pretty much everything. Um, <clears throat> like that time we saw that character's penis. Right. Mm-hmm. An homage to peni around the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Star Trek. This is from GameRant.com, or or it could possibly be GamerAnt.com. <laughs> that was that with a, with a U. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you. <laughs> anyway, Star Trek. What, what aliens are immune to Borg assimilation? Oh, that's a very exciting question to ask. Um, all of them. <laughs> Apparently, all of them, because no other no no other species is ever a Borg, right? Except humans. Yeah, am I crazy? Uh, Tuvok gets Borged at some point. Oh, he gets Borged. Yeah. Where do they Borg him? Um, right, right in the fucking head. <laughs> There's, I, I'm imagine like being successful. Oh, uh, that's it. No. Um, imagine being successful and you have to <laughs> field these types of questions about the thing you made. You know, you're just sure. you're just sure. contractually obligated to sit in at a Comic Con panel and some right. some guy in a graphic T-shirt comes up to the microphone and says, "So, uh, what what types of aliens are immune to the Borging?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's an issue that's really insidiously crept up over the past i guess decade maybe 15 years i mean of course it started in the 80s you know with like the the ninja turtles and the fucking terminator action figures and stuff like that but it's really really become 
a problem in the past like decade give or take where everything has to be written so that people can immediately turn it off and go write wikipedia articles about it you know as if everything's a faux documentary right it's like no one gives a shit i mean no one no no one with like two brain cells to rub together gives a shit i i saw a critique uh, about the book 1984 which we referenced mm. in that wonder woman thing earlier we did yeah we had it's a good callback yeah um where somebody was complaining about the book because it didn't explain how the world was built like how it came no. to be the way it was no <laughs> Their, their, oh. their critique was something along the lines of um, I am a hundred pages in. Do they ever explain how this world happens or should I just stop reading? Right, 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 right. Do we ever uh, do we ever cut to a different perspective in Oceania? <laughs> <laughs> I need a, uh, a Big Brother POV chapter. What is, what is, what is Oceania's tax policy? <laughs> What's really funny is that in 1984, in the middle section of the book, has that long descriptive passage just talking about, um, I don't know, world power dynamics, mm -hmm, yeah. which, which is a lot more prescriptive than you would tend to get in just about any book. But because yeah, it, sure. Pretty it, much anything, yeah. It's not literal world building. People just mm -hmm. can't, can't deal. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like they, they, they can't... Uh... It's not, it's not, I don't know, immersive enough? I, I don't know. It's and just... I'd like to know what um, what leads someone down the path that they, they feel like every piece of fiction needs to have, like, a, a, a rule book they can refer to. You know what I mean? Right. I, people are just... There is a trend of um, authors these days doing that, like... Mm -hmm. uh, exhaustive amounts of world building and i guess that's just sure. what people want they, they they want to know how the the sewer pipes are connected in a fantasy village right right i, I guess it's escapist really but it's it can't be healthy it's kind of stupid it, it misses the point i mean fiction fiction should have some kind of thematic relevance not be like a fucking encyclopedia of itself Right. Yeah, that's that's it. A an absence, a complete absence of any kind of um deeper reading or or yeah, yeah. textual uh stuff. But yeah, it's Right. And it's like, it's, and it's like for all its faults, I mean, something stupid like Harry Potter at least that even even that has some kind of um thematic depth even yeah. if it wasn't It's great, funny cuz with that I think a lot of the nonsense uh, meticulous world building came after the fact and was largely criticized. Totally, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's that's the kind of thing. It starts off as like a wacky little children's book, and then I, I I don't know who put this brainworm into this woman's head that she needed to like grow with her audience or whatever. Maybe she did. Maybe that was the right choice in, in terms of making money, right? But uh, it 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 didn't it didn't blend well when you go from like. You know, here's Dumbledore's wacky, poodly, uh, <coughs> uh, shitty gumdrop candies or whatever. And, and then, you know, you're fighting Wizard Hitler three books in, you know, and, and he's like killing your friend's parents or something. Did you see the minor? I think I sent it to you. This Percy Jackson thing. 
Uh, well, I, I mean, I know what it is. I know what Percy Jackson is, but what are we talking about here? So there, the guy is writing a new Percy Jackson book, which I, I've never read, but I'm under the impression yeah, no. is, is for babies, young adults. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. And... Hey, 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 <laughs> listen. <laughs> and people are a little angry because the new Percy Jackson book is also going to be for, you know, babies and young adults, and they're mad mm. that he's not writing it for them oh good good for him yeah good for him what is what is this like new what what it it was new adult fiction i believe that was it yes yeah (laughs) one of my favorite topics to return to it's really funny just jeez i was talking to my librarian friend the other day which is almost a contradiction in terms but um i said i just Asked the question, what do you think of people that primarily read adults, that primarily read young adult book fiction? Mm. And he said, well, it's better than just reading shitty romance novels and Tom Clancy. And uh, I said, is that your image of adult fiction? And he didn't really have a a response to that. (laughs) Okay, see, I interpreted that as completely... I interpreted that as him saying... Um, like there's a hierarchy where it's like romance novels and Tom Clancy are at the bottom. Young adult fiction is, is above that. And then like real fiction is, is above that. Right. I, I, that's not what he was saying. No, no, no. I've come to find that <laughs> so many people have, it's inextricably linked that novels and genre fiction just are entirely overlapping. They have no conception of a novel that doesn't fit uh, into, yeah, into like sci-fi fantasy, right? Romance and mystery. I like. Yeah, sure, form. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Romance, mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um, hilarious. And you know the the thing is, though, genre fiction could be really good. I mean, like Agatha Christie's fucking awesome. Um, you got plenty of sci-fi authors that like write well. Oh, I hate sci-fi. You hate sci-fi? Yeah, in all its forms, but especially television. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, when it's on TV, it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, people flying around their stupid gay-ass little spaceships. Right. It's like, oh, look at them in space. Great. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it really, and you know, we're going to come back to this well probably 5,000 times before this this podcast um, peters out, but just amazes me that... Uh, that the only conversation around books on the internet that you can find is just, it's young adult fiction. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I guess props to people that that are out there reading instead of, you know, posting on book talk. (laughs) I'd prefer Tom Clancy discussion. I I do say I would enjoy if just a bunch of dads came together on Twitter and and talked about, (laughs) you know, whatever the latest Tom Clancy novel was. Guy saves the president book. Give give me a name of a fictitious Tom Clancy novel. Can you conjure one out of nothing? Um, well, what are what are some that exist? The Hunt for Red October, right? Um, I was thinking just more generic uh, terms like like Valorborn or <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Uh, crotch grabber. There you go. 
Now, is that like a an offensive or a defensive grabbing? <laughs> well, he's he's the villain. He's Jack Reacher's uh, arch nemesis. Hi, <laughs> Jack Reacher rounder. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's that's the office guy, right? I'm Jack sorry, Reacher. No. That, Jack Reacher, right? That's the uh, that's the office guy. The character? Well, no, no, no. The actor. There's like a TV show. Right? No, it's Tom Cruise, it looks like. No, 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 there were a few of them. Oh, no, 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 <coughs> no maybe it was the other guy. Um, what's his name? Hold on. Jason Bourne? No, it's not Jason Bourne. It's not even a guy. What is wrong with you? No, Reacher, Reacher was Tom Cruise in the movie, but then there's a TV show, and it's... um. Alan Richson? Are you assuming that I've seen Tom Clancy TV shows? No, I, I don't either. I just see them like advertised all over the place. Well, I don't know what the connection is of Alan Richson and The Office. Well, there isn't. I just got it mixed up. Because there's, there's The Office guy plays some dumb Tom Clancy guy. He does. I thought it was, I thought it was Jack Reacher. What is that guy's name? The actor. Jim. John Krasinski. Oh yeah, I'll spell that. Well, apparently it's spelled how it sounds. Not a not a C in sight. Okay, I got to see what this movie is because I can see the poster in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, license to wed? No, that's not it. Thirteen hours. The secret soldiers of Benghazi. Stay quiet, or the monster is gonna kill you. Oh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Ah, see, <laughs> come on, you can see why I got that mixed up. Yeah, but I will say this. According to the Wikipedia article, it's, quote, based on characters from the fictional Ryan-verse. No, 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 no. Which you better believe has its own article. No. No. Yeah. All right, Ryan-verse. so... Ryan-verse. Featuring Jack Ryan and other characters such as John Clark and Domingo Chavez. <laughs> oh, the hunt for Red October is is Jack Ryan. The Ryan verse novel. Yeah. Rainbow oh Six God. Ryan verse. Rainbow Six is Ryan verse. Yeah, Dead or Alive. I guess that one had a lot of appeal in Japan. <laughs> Command authority. Okay, so there's 17 Ryanverse novels, and then post-Clancy Ryanverse <laughs> novels adds another 19. Oath of Office, there we go. There we go. Nice Majora's Mask reference. These are, these are terrible. These titles, Support and Defend, Full Force and Effect, Under Fire. It sounds like, it sounds like things that, like, um... Like fucking operator LARPers shout out when they're running around soccer fields or something. <laughs> that, that is the, the, the primary audience for these books. <laughs> I think my favorite title is Against All Enemies. <laughs> <laughs> the Bear and the Dragon. Alright, hold on. I'm going to read this to you. And I want you to parse mm. this sentence for me. Um, okay. The son of a Baltimore police detective and a nurse, Ryan is a former U.S. Marine and stockbroker 
da, 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 da. So is this saying that Jack Ryan is a nurse? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can you can you can you show that to me in text? Sure. Uh it's kind of a long sentence. There we go. Sending it over now. Trans right. transmitting. Just throw it over here. Uh, 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 uh shit. Hold on. All right. All right, I got it. Um. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that does make it sound like he's a nurse. I mean, which is a pretty bold choice for your, uh, you know, operator LARP novel. <laughs> a nurse, a former U.S. Marine, and a stockbroker. <laughs> And a history teacher. Wow. I used to read, like, a long time ago, I, I might have been in high school, a shitty series of mystery novels written by, like, some dad, and the, the lead character was, um, was a sports writer slash detective hobbyist who mm. would solve murders and such. Was it yeah, that is like a, like a fucking like dad larp isn't it yeah it's like oh he knows baseball statistics and he can solve the crime by dinner time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like you <laughs> i ever there was i read it in my formative years which uh had quite the effect <laughs> it's just you you've been groomed my whole life has been leading up to when i finally solve my first murder right Oh, I wonder who you don't remember who it was, what it was called. I don't. I mean, the the novels all all had these different titles, right? It's just the character that was the same, but I don't remember the name of the character nor the guy. I know he was bald because his picture is on the back. Mm. Um, but you know, good luck finding that. You know who's a creepy looking dude? Uh, Harlan uh, Ellison. And his uh, his face is always on on his books. Is fucking Stephen King. Oh yeah. He's he's an unpleasant looking being. He uh, it matches his writing, which is also rather unpleasant to read. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. That uh, and this is gonna circle back around, I guess. But that that quote from um, that that one uh, that one writer, I guess. This, I, I, it's I, this is my favorite review of anything in the world. Right, right. Where where it's they're like... being trained to read Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly if if you read harry potter you're, be, you're being trained to read stephen king and it's so true it's so true um i don't know how anyone sits through there are people who read every stephen king novel and i don't get it that's just time i mean it itself is fairly dense book somehow yeah yeah and I, i've never gotten it well, you would enjoy it. There's a scene where all the kids have sex. <laughs> um, but he has his own, like, he has... I'm surprised that uh, uh, they haven't mined Stephen King for a cinematic universe. Because he, he's got one going, like, That's strong true. over the past, like, few decades. At the very least, what is it, Dark Tower? Is that it? Or something like that. Something like that. And they they did do a movie about that, and it sucked. Oh. Maybe that turned them yeah. off. That that was probably the uh, the nail in the coffin. Oh well, we'll just have to rewatch Misery for the fiftieth time. 
I, uh, you, you know, it's Pet Cemetery sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, what are the other? You ever watch a movie? You know what? I didn't know fucking Lawnmower Man was a Stephen King novel or whatever. It's a short story. It's a short story. So. Right. And somehow it became a major motion picture. Now a major motion picture. Right. Technicolor. Uh, no, but <laughs> whenever I rewatch the Godfather series, I always put on Misery as the Godfather 4. Oh, you know what they say. The Godfather loves 4. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's uh, almost been an hour here, but I have some news for you. I got a question of the week going, unless there's any, okay. any other happenings that you think are... Uh... No, I guess not. I guess it's time to... Ah, it's time to talk about Star Trek. We've only put it off for three weeks, so I think we can uh, bandy together, mm. come up with enough fortitude, testicular fortitude, to uh, stomach talking about Trek again. So, I'll do my best. Yeah, maybe you will. <laughs> so this week's question of the week comes from um, A.L. Franklin who asks uh who asks I who asks hold on who, who asks this I I'm going to try to read this I hadn't okay. I didn't check this one beforehand um hello uh, gobnas what's you say about a rip across the old pony Ome Ointrigovni in Lancashire will treat you to a full English, I will. Full. Okay, that was the question. A full. I got full English out of that. Okay, now what does that mean? Lancashire. 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 Is that was that a location in the Lord of the Rings? I don't know. It, it sounds like he's propositioning us for sex. A full English. I know a full frontal, right? Hold on. Hold on. Bring up Deep L. I'm looking this up right now. A full English. <clears throat> the beautiful occasion wherein you receive oral, vaginal, and anal sex all in the same evening. Wait, will you receive it? I suppose. I mean, I, I'm not very good at receiving vaginal sex. No, I'm, I've never done it. Huh. Well, what was this guy's name? Ale? Oh, strange name. Do you think that's a man's name or a woman's name? Oh, maybe, maybe it is a woman. And that would explain the full English. Okay, okay. Um, and... and a little okay, more aroused. Wait, wait. Here's another full English. Um, unkempt, untrimmed pubic hair. Ah, I don't want that. Is that what they do in the in England? I, I hmm. certain sexual procedure only found in obscene circles. Well, we've run in a few of those. <laughs> Trek itself is a rather obscene circle. 
I, I'm I'm kind of giggling here at the um. There's there's an there's a, an Urban Dictionary entry for the word turding. Okay. Um, is that like prairie dogging? Of, no, it's it's just taking a shit. I'm turding. I'm turding. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Do you think that if answers this question? Well, I'm gonna. You know what? Here, we'll compromise, and I'm going to buy him a turding mug. And uh, send it all the way to Lancastershire. Alright, and you know, buy two, we'll put one of them in our Patreon giveaway. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, uh, yeah, if if, uh, if anyone here wants a um, a, a turding mug, uh, be sure to sign up for the Patreon. Um, second tier. Yeah. Just a reminder uh, that any of the odd items that we accumulate every week, uh, we always throw one of them into the Patreon giveaway. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think we still got one of the pregnant Troy shirts kicking around in that little bin for our next giveaway. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I think so. Um, I think I threw a beer bottle in there, too. We have an old Frakes bagel. There we go. Kissed by the man himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can give it to the other Captain Kirk. Yeah, to give to Frakes. And yeah, I, right, think, right. I think Frakes would recognize it. Yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd give, it, give it a whiff and... Ah, oh, the one you know. that got away. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, if you're like Ale, Ale Franklin, and uh, you want us to answer your question of the week, send it to us at thereadyroom at gmail.com, so capital T two capital R's, or at thereadyroom on Twitter, or on Reddit, here at the Ready Room. Uh, make sure you send us your question in English this time, and if you do, we'll be able to answer it. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. take a break. Then we'll be back with an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Be back, and we're back, just in time to talk about Trek. Are you ready to talk we're about back. Trek? We're back. I, 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 I just want to talk about one more thing here. You okay. know what really bugs me? Ticks. When um, when no, uh, no. Um, when uh, when people bring up uh, the legality of something as a as a uh, an argument on morality, um, yes, <laughs> you knew it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you knew it. Oh, it drives me nuts, and you see it every day. What 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 set it's you like, off this time? Uh, uh, I I saw I saw some socialist YouTube grifter post on Twitter about uh. About how Google Drive is censoring Kanye West videos. Okay, and it's and then, legal of, of for course, them to you know, do the so. Deluge, right? The deluge of comments that that are you know, well, it's a private business; they can do whatever they want. And it's like, well, yes, they can, but this is a moral argument, not a legal one. Right. I, I find that so, and no matter who you are, people's uh, willingness to trot that line out in, depends yeah. entirely on what does and does not match their their personal politics (laughs) right yeah it's so frustrating nobody is ever consistent or um (laughs) or anything it's just straight up okay do i agree with this okay then yeah of course they can do it it's fine right 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 yeah well no because then then you would have to be uh uh you know part of the corporation itself i guess uh, intrinsically linked to the success of the corporation, then then you would say across the board, well, well, you know, they're a private company. Right. But 
<laughs> oh god. Anyway, let's. Uh... Well, we we could talk more about the Kanye thing if you want. That's a that's a topic rife <laughs> with uh, potential. <laughs> I haven't really been following it too much. There's not really much to follow. It's just Kanye West, uh, you know, naming the uh, a certain group right. of people. Right, right, and you know, you know, I guess I can sympathize because you know we've dealt with that for years. Right? It's true. It's true, and uh, you don't get to the higher echelons of many, many fields without having to encounter this at some point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say too much, but. I think I can speak for both of us when I say that uh, we've we've celebrated a Rosh Hashanah probably one too many times. Right, entirely under duress. Yes, yeah, it was, it was basically with guns to our heads. Right. I uh, I like my bread leavened, and I refuse to apologize for that. <laughs> uh, w- one of the funniest things to me still remains um, that uh, who's that actor in American Pie or whatever. Oh, Justin, the Cole. one who looks like a Jew, and uh, yeah. Like wait, wait, Eugene Woody Levy? Allen thought he was a Jew. I forget what his name is. is. Wait, is he like the kid or the dad? He's the kid. Oh, what is that guy? Well, you keep talking. Uh, Jason Biggs. Okay. And um, yeah, like like Woody Allen, I think it was thought he was a Jew, and like hired him for something, and then like midway through figured out he wasn't a Jew. Did he fire him? No, but have you seen Jason Biggs in anything else? Other than American Pie, no. Right, right. So So once it came out, it was the black ball. Right. He looks very Jewish. He does. Maybe he played that card for uh, knowingly. I Maybe, maybe. Well, he he didn't though because he he uh the the story goes that like they were talking about like again, Rosh Hashanah or something. And uh, Jason Biggs was like, "Oh no, I like I don't, I'm not Jewish." <laughs> <laughs> the fool, right? <laughs> and uh, yep, uh, there there went his career. I remember a an interview where Norm Macdonald was under the distinct impression that he's never been invited on Curb Your Enthusiasm because mm-hmm. he was uh, not of a certain persuasion. <laughs> but now i think it's more because he's not alive right that could that could have something to do with it I'll have I, to I think he would appreciate if they I, I think they, i think he would appreciate if they dug his corpse up and paraded it around on, a, on an episode of curb oh i thought you were just gonna say in the street on like a uh like a burning pyre weird <laughs> So apparently, and I just had to look this up, Jason Biggs starred on Broadway a decade ago. Mm. Wow. Kind of weird. You, you, Jason Biggs should, should get together with Jason Smalls. <laughs> and what would be the, the result? <laughs> I don't know. They'd be like a normal-sized person. Jason Mid. Jason Mid. He also played the cowbell in a rock supergroup consi- oh, consisting God. of members of the Dave Matthews Band, the Bare Naked Ladies, some bands nobody has ever heard of, and uh, Jason Biggs. So so he's like the fat guy in James Rolfe's band. Yes. Probably just as talented. 
<laughs> and just as Jewish. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe that guy's Jewish. Can you call somebody a Jew? Is that offensive? It's kind of. I feel like it's crossing the line. All right. Well, now what? What about the term Jewy? <laughs> He's kind of Jewy. Right. Uh, the thing about obese people, though, is that you know once they get obese enough, you can't tell, you know, whether they're Jewish or Gentiles. Right. <laughs> Gentiles, <laughs> such a funny word. <laughs> I, I gotta call more people Gentiles. Right, you fucking Gentile. Especially in Japan. My hit rate would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's um, any resentment? So you know how Jewishness is passed down via the mother, right? You're familiar with this? I didn't make this up. I, I've definitely heard this before, but I had forgotten until you just brought it up. Okay, well, it's a thing. It's uh, matriarchal. But anyway, imagine a scenario of this this Jewish guy, his mom's Jewish, he goes and uh, shares a bed with a Gentile and produces offspring. Mm. And he raises them Jewish. but And they get really devoted to their faith and then they find out, wait, my mom's not Jewish, so I'm not Jewish, but I'm really into mm. this Jewish thing. And, uh, you know, that maybe it's like a coming-of-age story. I haven't really thought it out that much, but there's, there's something there. My immediate thought here uh -huh. is... Um... What a way, what a way to protect uh, your, your quote-unquote heritage uh, from uh, invading male populations who rape your women. No matter, you know what what, I mean? no matter who has sex with them, the offspring will be Jewish. Right, exactly. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's almost... It's That's almost, why their music career was so successful. It's, it's, it's almost like an ideological kind of rape, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of, don't uh, don't say that around themselves. the synagogue. <laughs> it is impressive, though, isn't it? Someone actually sat down and thought that, and that's exactly why they thought it. They're like, if my daughter has sex <laughs> oh, with a fucking Gentile, and, 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 you know, they're scribbling, like, you know, 100%. That's the, that's the thing, though. It's it's kind of like the, the get-around for that old... Um, screed of like some nothing more cucks than raising a daughter mm -hmm. it's like yeah yes, well yeah, exactly. i have the last laugh because you're when... right, you're right. <laughs> that's exactly what it is that's totally what it's for in fact you know what um what do you call it what, what's what's <coughs> what is that called like like uh the inheritance of being jewish what is that um the... i don't know if there's a, a word for that Genealogy? Oh, doing this live. Um, uh, matrilineal descent. Okay. Uh, Jewish matrilineal descent misogyny. Is this the diaspora? The zeitgeist? I am shocked. I'm shocked that it's not immediately available, like like an article about how uh, uh, Jewish matrilineal descent is like a symptom of misogyny. Well, you know, who's going to publish that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. When you look at all the publishers, of course. Takes a lot of guts to 
take a swing at the big J. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's let's get off this. Topic. You take a swing. You best not miss. <laughs> um. All right. I want you to be very careful whenever you're saying the name of this episode. Clues. <clears throat> Clues. Clues. I don't get it. Clues. Make sure you really nail the first uh, consonant there, and not a. Uh, Confuse it. With a J? Yeah, it's the joke. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come at me for that. <laughs> what? You, you, don't come at me for that. A little slow. I had to put you on a course. All right. Clues. 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 The bluest episode. <laughs> Blues clues. Uh, it was okay. I thought the end, the last five, seven minutes were very stupid. Yeah, so and and I'm sure that you thought the exact same thing I did where it's it's sort of like it begs a lot of questions. Um foremost being um why does this alien race sort of capitulate so readily to the enterprise? Yeah, that um, that was it. There's really no argument made other than Picard saying, "Wait, please." <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And then they're like, okay, this failed before, but whatever. Well, I guess we'll just waste our time again. Right. Uh, you you are most worthy. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, well, we, we ran out of time. Better, better cram all this in. What's the one trait about this race is that they're incredibly xenophobic? It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll trust you, you guys. Yeah. You aliens. Right. Oh my god, yes. And and the scene with where he turns to Data and he's like, I order you to, to not tell anyone. And then he looks back at the alien and he's like, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there if it, it, it actually played out in an intelligent way. And after the entire negotiation, the alien's like, we, we did this word for word two days ago. Whatever it is. Because why would it be any different? Picard has no memory of this. Right. Yeah, and that, that, that whole know, thing was dumb. The issue also remains, too, that um, any smart person in, in Picard's position would say to Data, or I guess would urge Data to kind of prod the rest of the crew well away from... from uh, being this suspicious about about the issue, like the the, the way data goes about all this is extremely unintelligent. Right. And the mo the moment somebody starts questioning, he basically says, "I cannot say." He puts on his lore face and like, yeah, the music swells. It's a shame because the core idea of data hiding something is is a is has potential to it to be interesting it's also like uniquely scary too right and that is not as played up as it could have or should have been no no especially something like this too it it, it, sh it should have been i think first of all the obfuscation of of the whole like enterprise having met an alien race that uh, would have destroyed them otherwise. I think it's a little, 
it, it's not terrible, but I also don't think it's a very satisfying conclusion to a mystery like this. No. No. And the the gravity of the situation isn't uh isn't really described accurately. Mm-hmm. The, the the enterprise is on the brink of being destroyed. Um, this alien species is insanely powerful, and this very same thing could play out again. Uh, there's just a lot of room for consequences, and at the end, Picard is just like, "All right, places, people, we gotta set a mystery." <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of people almost died. Children. And you know, almost ironically, what could have made this this episode maybe slightly better is if they maybe cut like five to ten minutes of uh, the the mystery bit and then shown the process of them having to hide their own tracks. You know what I mean? That would have been interesting. You know, them going around the ship and like being like, oh, you know, like, no, we got to fix this because it's going to, you know... It's it's gonna alert us to something being wrong or whatever. Right. There also could have been the, the a way to show them, I don't know, growing or changing whatever they did differently this time to stop sure. it being detected. Yeah, yeah, again. yeah, 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 yeah. Anything like that where it's like, yes, you know, you you as the audience can feel like, oh yeah, we're doing it right this time. Right. You know, instead of just being like, all right, let's go and then cut. And the whole, I don't want to say motif or theme, but this concept of humans liking mysteries and following clues is so half-baked that, yeah. and but it appears at the very beginning, it bookends the episode, and uh, it, does. it feels like it should be better than it is, because mm-hmm. it's really nothing in its current state. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's saying, it's not saying a whole lot. Um there's no none of the crew really learns anything from this no and the idea of of human curiosity is kind of the foundation of star trek that it it doesn't add anything to the series sure Sure. he might as well Uh, have said you know we we are humans we boldly go where no one has gone before (laughs) we boldly go (laughs) we boldly flee (laughs) We boldly uh, <laughs> came back to your planet. You must understand. <laughs> uh, it, it really is a shame. I mean, the, the um, I guess we might as well just like start talking about it chronologically because I've I've got a lot to say in very disparate parts of this episode. I think. So it starts um, out with them waking up, right? Well, no, 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 no. They're, they, well, it starts out... Um, no, that's like 15 have... minutes in the episode. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, we, we, I, I do want to note the, they're, they're passing through, I th- and I think this is where it takes place, the Nagame Nebula? Right. Right? Right. Um, which is of, you know, immense significance to us, personally, um, and well, the entire I, I, crew. I never knew it as Nagame. Well, no, 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 right, right, right. It's, it's, uh... It's a corruption of of um, Endgame, hmm. uh, which is you know it was a little game that we used to play during downtime on set. You know, just just having fun. Um, we we take turns throwing pencils at Lavar while uh, while we shouted the N word, right? Right. And um, once we got in his attention, we had to go run and pick the pencil up. Um, and you know, whoever got it closest to him and managed to get it back would win. 
right? And uh, I remember Brent took a took a very very special liking to this this game. He was good at it. Uh, too. He was very good at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was top tier. He was always he was always at the top of the scoreboards. I remember the loser or whoever finished last, I should say, was always the one that had to go out and buy more pencils. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, I've definitely felt the pain of having to do that. The the thing it was, is, it was during the great pencil shortage too. Right. But it was kind of a balancing mechanic because you could buy whatever pencil you felt the most comfortable throwing. Now That's true. I know Brent, he liked his number twos, but I always got the number five pencils because I, to me, they were a little more aerodynamic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it wasn't, um, there was, there was no like hard rule that it needed to be, you know, the, the old wooden pencil. Um, you know, some people brought, uh, ballpoints, right. You know, mechanicals. Yeah. I used the mechanical one time and it, it took out Lavar's eye that he really needed to use the visor for a week. Right, right. Yeah, that was, those were rough times. So the whole episode <laughs> takes place in the Nagame Nebula. The Nagame Nebula, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, but we get, we get um, one of the most striking scenes of of this episode right at the beginning, and I think it starts. I think it starts this episode. Um, the the scene of uh, what's it, what's it called in universe? I don't remember. Makbara, 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 right? What what the is Makbara? The karate, the Makbara. Class. Oh yes, God! You see, here's the thing. I was prepared to do the episode last week, and now I'm just <laughs> surviving on my memory and my notes. Right, right. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. That was great. A little like martial arts class led by Worf, right? Yeah. Not that easy to get together given the amount of fucking. So the effort versus the amount of time is on camera. It's like a two second mm -hmm. shot, but getting everybody to agree to film that was awful. Frakes in particular yeah. did not want to do it. Yeah. Once he saw the moves that he would have to mimic, he said, "It's gay. It's gay. I can't do it. It's gay." And, you know, we, no one really budged because we're used to dealing with Frakes at this point. And he said, well, Riker would think it's gay. And he wouldn't do it. And that right. was that was a pretty good argument, I think. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a little invoking the method a little bit. But then Michael stepped in. And he's like, oh, well, Worf would beat up Riker and make him join the class. <laughs> and then Brent came in and Brent says, well, Data would be obligated to subdue Worf. And at that point, Frakes was gathering steam. He thought he won. Because, you know, he had Data on his side. Data is stronger than Worf mm -hmm. canonically, as we see oftentimes. Um, but I don't exactly remember what happened next. But Marina just jumped in and shouted, Force Field! And uh, <laughs> everyone kind of stopped arguing. Mm. But uh, John, he joined the scene after that. That, got, think, that got him. I think he realized just uh, what a diva he was being. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, Frakes. Uh, Frakes. This episode was. Um, I mean, he, he had a he had a few problems, didn't he? Because we had this we had this karate scene, and then and then of course we have um, we have Dixon Hill. Uh, we have a Dixon Hill scene. I, I don't know if I'd say um, this was a problem of Frakes. It was more of an innovation, um, in terms <laughs> of preparation, because we gave you know the actors get the scripts pretty early before shooting right, starts yeah. and Frakes saw yeah. the Dixon Hill scene at the beginning and then he said he didn't read the rest of the script which I'll be honest smart move 
I mean, from a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, sure. Um, and, you know, one would think, in any other Dixon Hill episode, I think this would have been a uh, a great move, really. Mm. Um, like but, the one uh, with uh, Lawrence Tierney? Yeah, exactly, yes. Exactly that, that kind of episode. Another man famed for never reading a script in his life. <laughs> And for always looking like he's going to spill, like, soup on his shirt. Um, <laughs> Dixon Hill, my god. I, I, you know, I have some trouble remembering, because there's, like, what, 200 episodes of this garbage show? Yeah. I have some trouble remembering where episodes are going to go. And I saw Dixon Hill this time, and um, I was about to check out personally. Oh yeah, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> Nothing good follows a uh, a holodeck scene, let alone a Dixon Hill no. holodeck scene. Well, not necessarily, not necessarily, because because um that Barclay episode where okay, okay, uh, you know, yeah, uh, but yeah, Dixon Hill, and you know, we have like sexy Guinan. I okay. also a contradiction in terms. <laughs> um. There was one funny moment in this scene, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. The the, the okay. hands up. Oh, so yeah. Okay. At, at some point, uh, Guinan walks in the office, and Dixon Hill is being held up by a criminal, and obviously the whole scene is really alien to Guinan, and right. Ricard has his hands up, and he kind of turns to her and like pokes his hands up to gesture for her to do it too. And when she mm -hmm. puts her hands up, she's constantly waving them up and down because that's what Picard did in the moment he was signaling to her. Sure, sure. She yeah, has yeah. no idea what the gesture means. Yeah, that's cute, I guess. Um, my problem here is, is didn't she like hang out with Mark Twain or something? <laughs> like, what's, what, why is she, it's like, she can't be that culturally ignorant if she hung out with Mark Twain. This is true. Which means right? that at some point in her life, Guinan was called the N-word. 100 percent um and on that note i i wanted to i wanted to say it's very funny that uh that doesn't doesn't picard call her as like cousin or something yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty good stuff and you know that was uh, entirely intentional mm. um given the time period that was meant to be like a haha -ha kind of thing uh you couldn't do that nowadays that's what they what they all say. Right. You couldn't even this name a character Dixon Hill these days. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Now the, you could have went with the prototype name, you know, Dixon Vagina. <laughs> Cox and Mountain. <laughs> Eats, shoots, and leaves. <laughs> so right, Picard's called away to the bridge, and this is where the I don't know, the conflict is introduced, that they notice those, the, the world inside of the nebula. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they go through a wormhole, and um, they get knocked out. No, I think and, they, uh, they pick up a planet on the scans. You're right. They pick up a planet. It's a Class M, right? Right. It's and... a Class N planet. <laughs> they, uh... They get knocked out. Then they get knocked out, right? Yeah. And then and, um, Data revives Picard. Right, right, right. We get uh we, we had we had all the all the cast kind of sprawled out on the floor. 
And I did want to point this out because you can see it in the light really well. This is the first episode where uh, makeup really got um, the highlighting down on Picard's head veins. Right. And um, yeah, the, just the way the, the way the light reflects on it here is is really good. But it's like a yeah, map so of the nation's rivers. It's it's beautiful. Um, Data gets them up and. He tell he tells them that they've only been out for what thirty seconds, uh, maybe like fifteen minutes, but a uh, insignificant amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, everyone uh, accepts this. Picard's like, "Oh, what about the planet?" And uh, Data says, "I think it'd be safer to send a probe." Right, right, right. Well, you know, at first, first we're going all around the ship, and it may, like, like he calls Crusher, right? Right, and. I guess I guess so so it's established that we know that everyone was knocked out. Right? Yes, and it also establishes that Crusher is in this episode so she can raise a stink about sure. her fucking plants later. Sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Um also establishes that O'Brien is here for the uh for the fan service, of right. course. Well, that um, kind of bit us in the ass because the scene was um O'Brien and Crusher and we mm-hmm. quickly learn that putting O'Brien alone with any of the attractive female actresses, or just actresses, I guess, um, really enraged his budding fan base. It, it drew a lot of ire. Mm-hmm. Um, Ire-ish? Yeah, I was, I was, I was sitting here thinking, like, what can I do with that? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, a little-known fact: the. Uh, we got a little reference in in this scene actually um mm. he he's he's talking about keiko uh introducing him to like uh what or or botany boros botany right he, he's, yeah. he's he's planting stuff but he says you know everything i touch seems to turn brown wither away right um sly reference to a little known historical fact called the irish potato famine i don't know if you've heard about this mitch i was there I'm very old. Mm. That was when the potatoes didn't have enough to eat. What? What is this? What are you doing to me? What do you mean? I'm not doing anything. All right. Um. Don't just throw notes at me in the middle of the fucking podcast, Mitch. Look, I'll throw notes, notebooks, or memos at you. Stop it! I'm like a, you're a, not, you're, a, a, a stationary store, one that doesn't. You're not move. getting them anywhere near me. You're not getting them anywhere near me. Like I see you, you keep throwing them. Like they're not. Look, when I develop my technique of geometry, angles, bouncing around the corner, you'll come to regret your words and deeds. Well, try try a paper airplane next time, huh? Yeah, try a paper tiger next time. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway i did one you'll right. find on one of the crumbled notes i sent you um the the name keiko o'brien written in japanese i hate you so much <laughs> that's what that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man that's bad all right anyway um 
Jeez, this this episode. Um, and then Crusher notices her plants have gone amiss. Yeah, her plants, and and she she blames the Asian woman, right? As we all want to do. Mm-hmm. But she does inevitably bring this to Picard. She she says, Mister Picard, Captain John, Jean, I got a minor uh-huh. mystery on my hands, and despite what you might be thinking or we all might mm. be thinking, and what the earlier versions of the script had alluded to, the minor mystery has nothing <laughs> to do with Wesley, nor his rapid-onset puberty. Sure, right, right, right. Um, which, you know, funny enough, there was an inkling of an idea here. Hmm. But, uh... No, instead we got, know. uh, you know, clues, blues clues... It's about uh, what? 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 What has she got? Plants. Yeah, my plants have grown twenty-four hours worth of growth in the fifteen seconds that I was asleep. Mm-hmm. What's up with that, Jean? And, and funny enough, they uh, they managed to kind of uh, intercept any sort of uh, like like nerd criticisms, like oh, what if what if she sourced these plants from different areas or something. There's a lot of that going on in this episode, deflecting yeah. the, the pre premature deflecting of the nerd criticism, <laughs> right, right. Which I makes me think that some of the writers had really bad experiences with some of their science in the other episodes. Just they don't want no, that deluge of letters uh, again. Right, right. Um, I I don't think there's any fish here though, right? Not no that fish. I saw. Yeah, which is a shame. But trust me, I couldn't remember what scene opens the episode, but I do remember the presence or lack thereof of fish. Well, usually it's pretty outstanding. Well, I mean, they're in the tanks, nor can they stand, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) They're spiky, though. Oh, they're just wedged onto something? (laughs) They retain their shape? What? You know, when I somebody referred to me as outstanding in my field, I had no idea that they were spying on me out in the cornfield. Oh, that's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Is that from like a joke book? <clears throat> no, that's um. Well, to the extent that my mind isn't some, you know, outdated joke book. Yes. <laughs> But that could be one of those, you know, 101 jokes for, for babies. 100%, yeah. Or like a Minecraft joke book. Right. Yeah, Steve is outstanding in his field. I think he's farming out there. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you hear about the Minecraft player who was outstanding in his field? <laughs> he was destroyed. Now, are the Minecraft joke books also the ones that regularly um, descend into fart jokes? Parping? Probably. Yeah, there's there's probably like a some, some amount of parp. What, what happened when the, the creeper had a lot of gas? He exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's definitely in there. Oh, you know us, a couple... 
60-plus-year-old uh, Minecraft aficionados. <laughs> and the uh, fart joke lovers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's timeless. Right. I like to think of myself as time-full. I'm only pertinent to very specific moments in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very timeful of you. Every day I go out and do the timeful. But to do the timeful. <laughs> Whenever someone says the N word near me, I, I turn to them and say, "That's very timeful of you." <laughs> wrong place, wrong timeful. <laughs> Um, the plants. The plants. Where, where where do we go? The plants. Um, yeah, and they send a probe, and the probe comes back, and it's got an image of the wrong planet. Sure. That's taken from the databases of the Enterprise, so instantly there's a mystery afoot, and because human beings love clues, they need to investigate. I Not... uh, I just want to point out that the the phrase minor mystery is used. Four times in this script. Yeah, it's it's once was too much. <laughs> I think that's why it stuck with me so much. As, right. As if that's just a set phrase that people refer to. Sure, sure. I had a minor mystery the other day. Somebody ate my lunch. Turns out it was me. <laughs> that's, that's basically the plot of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is, straight up. <coughs> and that's why I love it so much. That's why we love it. That's why that's, we... That's why, that's why we bought the Possessed... The what? The what? The Possessed what? The Possessed Troy Funko Pop. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, wouldn't you know it, it looks just like the... The regular Troy Funko Pop. I guess less pregnant. <laughs> uh, slightly darker eyes. Right. It, it doesn't talk, but if it could, it would have a deeper voice. Mm -hmm. Which is actually, uh, fun fact, uh, Marina's natural register. Right. It, I think she, uh, was, it, she really appreciated being able to relax with her normal voice for once on set. Yeah, which is something we don't give her enough credit for. I mean... Uh, throughout pretty much the entire show, she's she's basically the falsettoing the entire thing. I remember she had to go through a lot of voice training before the series started, and she had to shave her whole body pretty much every day. Right, right. You know, it, it, once, it, well, you know, that's a story best kept for another time. Nah, I'm not ready to go public with that one yet. <laughs> Marina would kill me. Oh. So, we got a minor mystery on our hands. So we, we're, we're amassing minor mysteries here. Right, there's the minor mystery of the plants, the minor mystery of the, the forged uh, probe files. The you know what's fascinating? What's that? Not this? Guinan, Guinan is not in this episode at all after. That is amazing. What was the point? The intro. And you know why she's not? Why is that? Couldn't afford because her? Because she would be able to solve this immediately. <laughs> I mean, it's not insane to think that she is included in 
their abilities to to mess with the minds of living beings. Yeah, but she's she's so far above everyone else in terms of consciousness. Sure, I guess it's like if Q were to fall prey to this. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a million letters like, wow. All right, we need to have a running count of how many problems that the Enterprise, uh, you know, walks into could just be solved if Guinan came to the bridge. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, that's going to depress me. It's a, the number's a lot higher than the number of problems Troy could fix. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Which is, uh, what, like one? Yeah, I think we have one. If, uh, if, if Picard needs to know that someone is angry. <laughs> I like the idea of them encountering a, like, a Klingon, Klingon ship. And, you know, they're just doing their basic, you know, Klingon yelling and whatnot, and Picard mutes the screen, and he's like, Troy, what do you, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a Klingon captain, he's like red in the face and like spitting all over himself. (laughs) Troy's flipping through a magazine or something, yeah, I think he's angry. (laughs) It's like a Newgrounds animation. (laughs) Um... Alright, where the hell are we? You know what? This is all a fucking blur, isn't it? It's all a minor mystery, really. <laughs> There's a lot of walking around rooms and um, data being shifty. Uh-huh. And um, is this a Picard kind of just episode? like doing the, the, the white man smile. The, the, yeah, it's a it's certainly a bottle episode. The what? Is it like know, the, the white the man's white burden? <laughs> The white people smile. What is that? Is, well, you if, know, I, if I Google this, will I get it? Yeah. Yeah, look at it. All right, hold on. The white people smile. I spelled the wrong. Oh, God. I, you know what? I blame the uh, the office for this. It, no, I, they've always done this. They? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Let's 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 be a little more accurate, okay? This is a uh, this is the Anglo smile. Oh, I see. Right. Found a picture of a dog doing it. Yeah, I know. I've seen that one too. You're well versed in the Anglo smile. Mm. I mainly stick to the Anglo sphere, if you know what I mean. Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-saxophone. Anglo Claxon. <laughs> like the, the can siren? We, can we talk about uh, how Japanese people call like a car horn a klaxon? I have not encountered this. That's nuts. I mean, That's like I, the normal word for it. I know, I mean, klaxon to me has a very specific sound. Sure. And a car horn is not it. No, no. But apparently that's uh, that's what it is for Japanese people. I would love it if Japanese cars just all sounded like that. Like they had klaxons <laughs> in them. Would make traffic a lot more fun. Yeah. I am I'm resolved, by the way, to never drive a car again. In my Good, life. yeah, me neither. And by again, I mean I, I never drove one to begin with. There you go. Fuck cars, am I right? 
They're terrible. And you know what? The, the, the funny thing is, and you see this on online discussions now, which is where we live. Yeah. Um, because we can't move from our chairs anymore. I live at 1-800-ONLINE-STREET. We're, 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 we're obese vampires. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the idea of anywhere, and this is, this is a uniquely American thing, of course, but the idea of anywhere being remotely traversable without a car is immediately like a socialist liberal shill campaign. Yeah, the fact that it's an issue to begin with. Right. It's like, no, I want to be shackled to my car all the time. Right, yeah. No, I, I, I need to drive my car through Walmart parking lots and pay $10 a gallon. You know, how, how else will I know whether I like the, the new president? Wait, what? Yeah, because well, whenever gas prices change, oh, okay. like immediately the, yeah. the president's blamed. Which is the the president just, just has an abacus in his office. He's like a scheming <laughs> yeah, to raise yeah. gases gas prices by ten cents. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Biden's like they oh, that, that that'll show those Trump tards. Mm. I was about to say veto my bill, will you? But the president's the one that vetoes the bills, so never right, mind. Right, right, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, like his alter ego, <laughs> Bo Jiden. <Giant. laughs> it's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation, where the president is vetoing his own bills. Biden, <laughs> Biden wakes up, gasses up again. He's like, "No, what did I do?" <laughs> that is um that's a we need someone needs to hire us for something yeah i'm gonna be out on the that, street that's soon a, that's a billion dollar idea right there <laughs> that's a like that's like a uh all right how about a, this a solid mad tv sketch dr jekyll mr president <laughs> uh, um, how did we get on this rant? What are we talking about? Um, minor mysteries. Walkable cars, driving cars. Now you'd be you'd be forgiven for thinking that this is the first hour of the podcast, but no, it's actually the second. Where we talk about Star Trek. I hope, I hope one day, um, some some third party analyzes the politics of this podcast. What are the politics of the Readier Room? I mean, to to any outside observer, they have to be extremely conservative. Well, the, the funny part is like. To I mean, to any outside observer, it's like no, not really. But to to going by the zeitgeist of today, then yes, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Hmm. Well, actually, I hate both sides equally. So <laughs> But that's that's kind of the funny bit because uh, I I don't know. I think this is everyone stupid. <laughs> the only remotely conservative thing we do is is we we toe the line uh with uh with with with, with the uh, a lot of racial humor. Yeah, sure. Sure. But it's it's all in good fun. 
I'm having it's fun. satirical. Ah, it's that's satirical. It. There it is. Right? Yeah. It's it is it's satirical. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Mm-hmm. It's satire. <laughs> uh, all right what are you satirizing nah. <laughs> you, you know all those all those uh, star trek crew members <laughs> chuds chuds yeah yeah all, all, all the chuds you know star trek was always woke that's right that's what they say do you ever see people um that are i don't know how to put this vaguely centrist mm. and then they go on to say it's like you know i don't really support any candidate but i do think and then they just list like all the the right talking points are all the left talking points <laughs> uh, no not really no. that's kind of where we're at we're like yeah you but know, i, I, I don't support anybody that. but at the same time do you ever just want to kill all black people <laughs> is this just me no i'm not <laughs> taking sides or anything no no we don't want to do that no no <laughs> no we don't want to do that no but that's, that's the silly. that's the equivalent of what we where we're at Listen, plenty of my favorite Star Trek characters are black. <laughs> yeah, I was the like, first black Klingon. Like Tuvok. I do like Tuvok. I oh, like him Tuvok. for his work in iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> what else was he in? Um, Spaceballs. Yes, that's it, yeah. And Star Trek wait, Voyager. He, wait, was he really in iCarly? He was the pr- the president, the principal in iCarly. The school oh, okay. principal. President. <laughs> Which has been kind of related. Oh, Michelle Obama was on iCarly. Oh, God. She played herself. Did, did you learn that from the, uh, what's his name? Yeah, you know I did. Yeah. I learned that. Oh, what, you mean you didn't watch iCarly? <laughs> I mean, you know, in my my twilight years... Yeah, I busted one out to iCarly like any other sensible man, but I didn't say I watched it. <laughs> Mostly well, to the Tim Russians. Oh, my Twilight years were long and dense. A lot mm. of rereadings and rewatchings. Were you were you uh were you an Edward guy or a Jacob guy? Oh, total Jacob guy. Oh, total Jacob. When he imprinted on that child, my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation before. Really? Uh, this I'm conversation? <laughs> the um, the word imprint as a verb mm. when talking about a uh, a grown man and a child is extremely disgusting. All right, let's let's uh, when he groomed that child, my heart That's skipped better. a beat. That's better. Now, what about you? You're probably a Team Edward guy. No, no, I don't think so. Well, yeah, maybe. I know you're a big The Lighthouse fan. Yes, I do love The Lighthouse. Which is, uh... Would put anybody on Team Edward. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed The Batman. Okay. 
Now, is his contractual obligation that he can only star in films that begin with the? Is that like a more artsy <laughs> thing? Maybe, yeah. Because he started yeah. in the Twilight, and now he's the Lighthouse and that man. The, the wonderful thing about films that start with the is that um, alphabetical order ignores the the. Right. You know, but my um, anal retentiveness does not, which makes for sure. a very bad situation. <laughs> just an entire shelf of thes well i refuse to buy any movie or book that begins with the for this exact sure. reason which is why you've never bought um a single blu-ray release of the star trek that's right now when those things are gifted to me i take some s- post-it notes and scotch tape and uh, blot out the the uh-huh right so i i mean because it was a gift, I'm not going to throw it out. And I can enjoy Wizard of Oz, right? Now, a- and Godfather. Does, does does Scott ever ask where his tape his tape went? Um, <laughs> I pulled that heist decades ago, and I've been living on the same tape since. He might ask, but I mean, I flew the coop. How am I going to know? Oh, uh, you flew the coop. <laughs> you get in, get in. only a fool returns to the scene of a crime mm-hmm. they say that it's always done but no only an abject fool would do that i can imagine it's very satisfying though you, you would fall victim to that allure did you see that uh some footage just dropped as the kids say of i'm more of a, a... handage guy <laughs> <laughs> uh a man in i think it was oklahoma um just like took an axe to some 22 year old guy's head jesus was 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 it shot in four by three what's what's the uh i'm just trying to ascertain if it was square footage or not am i missing something here is this a bit like a a square foot you know what oh okay all right there you go four by three i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry Okay. Anyway, I didn't see this. So a guy took an axe to a kid's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's sort of um... off guard. It's... <laughs> it's 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 a camera that's you know kind of like set up like near the ceiling and it's looking down and this guy's kind of like I I think what the story is is this guy came to this twenty two year old guy's house um, to buy a used axe or something and he's. He's got. He's picking up the axe and he's like, you know, looking at it, playing around with it, and then he looks at the kid, looks at the axe, <laughs> and it looks back at the kid, and just drives it into his head and kills him. This is almost like a bit. I mean, just <laughs> going to buy a used axe is inherently funny, <laughs> right? Well, you know, first of all, look, if I don't need an axe anymore, I'm not selling it to someone. An axe isn't something you buy for a limited time. Like you, no one right, says right. from now on I won't need this axe. My axing days are over. Right. <laughs> but I wish we could hear that guy's inner monologue as he's looking back and forth. He's like, you know, you don't think. But what if? <laughs> um, I I can't find it right now, but I'll I'll find it for you later. Oh, thanks. I do really want to see that. Mm-hmm. I but... thought so. Yeah, just the the blood splatter and uh, um. Yeah. So anyway, so throughout all this, uh, 
all, all, all this mystery, this this minor mystery. Chicanery. Right? Um, Troy is starting to get headaches. Yes, which is uh, really also a half-baked plot point of this episode. Mm-hmm. And she sees herself in the mirror? That was this one, right? Yeah, she looks at herself in the mirror and she starts screaming because she's so horrifically ugly. Right. <laughs> it wasn't me, Worf! I look, it wasn't me! Yeah, 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 yeah. Great acting. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it is. It is half-baked, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I'm not surprised that this uh, Troy subplot is underdeveloped. That's all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's there's a number of elements in this episode that really don't amount to anything. And you don't notice it at the time because it's being carried by this data mystery that you are interested in. And that pans out more or less. But once you start, go back and think, what, what was this Troy business about? What um, it's It's not satisfying at all. No, definitely not. I mean, the the idea of her seeing herself in the mirror outside of having been possessed. Right. You know what I mean? Is the idea that the possession's lingering and she's still under the influence? Sure. But then, you know, as as you know, nothing nothing really points to that. No. So No. It's it's well outside the uh the period where where she would be un- under that influence of of the aliens so yeah it's it's really dumb um and and really very uns- i mean that's for a mystery if if we're talking about this episode being a mystery it's completely misleading yeah it is a bit of a red herring isn't it but like even worse than a red herring it just doesn't make any sense oh the dreaded blue herring <laughs> the pickled herring Red herring sounds like an old timey guy. Red herring sounds like um like 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 a counterpart to blackwashing. <laughs> Does this have to do with the Irish? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, like if, if in the Little Mermaid, like um Ariel was originally black and then they cast her as a a white red haired woman uh, in, in the live action they're film. red herring the characters a, another example of red herring right <laughs> I don't know my mind has been broken by red fox to think of red as just a guy's name mm. wait who's red fox he was on he was the titular Sanford and Sanford and son is, is he fantastic no oh, no he was San- oh okay yeah uh, I think I think Chris Chan really liked red fox Plus another comedian whose name I forget. Chris Chan. Yeah. The one they all came for. <laughs> if you draw it, they will come. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to do with Field of Dreams, but uh, like the title, but I couldn't couldn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Yeah, you know, you know, I couldn't get there. You have any fucking well, faith I mean, in me? Usually, usually when there's a a dead silence, it's because one of us couldn't get somewhere. That's true. We're we're, we're sitting here thinking about what uh, uh, what if I could make a really epic joke right now? I mean, the the times that you hit 
make up for the times that you don't. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. This is what we're really doing is is uh um we're we're doing crowd work right now, you know. That's what it really is. Okay. My new strategy and... is anytime there's a pause to just say yes and <laughs> Yes and Yes and and the bear yes and the bear <laughs> um man this episode is a um a shit heap actually yeah it's really what's the opposite of substantive insubstantial uh, yeah sure it's uh nothing to it because you know we can talk about the data stuff but there's no it's not complex like we know what happened data forged mm-hmm. this thing and he doesn't weave a web of lies it's just once they begin to suspect him he just shuts down so there's not a lot to, to speak right about. yeah 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 he he does he's like oh i i can't do it i like yeah he, i can't answer that or whatever um every clue he leaves is just not something data would do and that's another issue mm. um why would he grab a a, a planet an image of a planet that is so well known that like Jordy knows it, which in and of itself is amazing, given just how many thousands, millions of planets are in that database <laughs> yeah. for Jordy yeah. to recognize any of them. Right. So that one could go either way. Either Data's stupid or Jordy is written ridiculously. No, there's some problem with the writing, whichever it is. Um, they do eventually discover though. That uh, they were out for longer than like half a minute because right? of the plants. The plants grew. Is it because of the plants? Well, that well, was the main thing. I mean, so so who who's who says it? Is it Jordy or Riker? Why didn't our beards grow? Jordy, right? Because Riker's beard has grown. Riker beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I do want to like that's a, a little bit of a uh, a bittersweet reference here. Um, what could have been? Yeah, because um, no doubt this this would have somehow tied into the episode, but th- this was an idea that that we threw out pretty quickly, I guess, um, where the Enterprise would be growing female clones to cover for the crew's homosexual tendencies. What I what and, I remember. Uh, is that mm. that Seinfeld episode aired around that time. And we mm-hmm. didn't want there to be any kind of confusion of cross-pollination. Right, so. right. Because, yeah, it, it, you know, and at the time, you know, we, we were talking about uh, having Jason on. Right. Although that, that didn't materialize for quite some time. Yeah. But, um, I was always debating between having Jason on and having Jason in. Mm-hmm. And uh, neither came to be. Sure, sure. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what, <laughs> where are we in this in this wild episode? Fuck this! Why didn't the beards grow? <laughs> why didn't the beards? Yes, and and we were talking about this off like, why didn't the beards grow? Um. <laughs> just uh, picture how, how Data walking is... around shaving every member of the crew. 
<laughs> How much does your beard grow in a day, do you think? Um, well, the term five o'clock shadow exists, right? So a little bit. Oh, I guess, huh? But I think that's more... It's kind of like how... I don't know. Have you noticed a general uh, decline in how hairy the chests are of people, of men yeah, these definitely. days? Yeah, definitely. I think that yeah. maybe facial hair might be experiencing a, a similar uh, a waning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely an increase in neoteny. Well, as, that's uh, that's certainly a word. Yeah. I just I just wanted to pull that out. Is, what is that, um, bare chestedness? <laughs> no, it's, um... It's, uh... Well... Like for example, Asian women are probably the peak of neoteny, where you you kind of go through your life looking like a little baby. Okay, all right. the The etymology of the word is starting to make sense. Sure. So, yeah, I I think I think you know everyone is kind of trending towards that, except for you know, you know, a certain. I, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Well, all I'll <laughs> say is that it's a a true pedophile's paradise. Like a Coolio song. <laughs> New Weird Al song just dropped. <laughs> Been spending most of our lives living in a groomer's paradise. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Um... <laughs> yeah, so, so, the, so the beers didn't grow. Okay, I guess I concede because it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, you can imagine Data just gently shaving everyone. That would be hilarious. That's that's another good. Uh, that's like a this, good. This is DVD this extra. Is just Ten minutes filled. of Data's day around the ship when everyone is <laughs> out Data's cold. day two. <laughs> this this is filled with um with like parody potential. This episode. It is, which uh, I don't think speaks well to the episode itself. <laughs> Not a glowing review. Um, but they, they do eventually find this out. And so the climax here is, is if I remember correctly, and I probably don't, but they just repeat the same mistake they did the first time, right? Exactly Where the they... same. Right. Only now it's worse because nobody's warning them, or somebody's now warning them not to do it. Mm-hmm. So they go back, the entity possesses Troy again. There is absolutely no argument made as for why this should be okay. Mm -hmm. And yet the alien acquiesces. And again, yeah, which, you know, Picard does discussed. his ridiculous um, play director thing. <laughs> chop, chop. Oh, so dumb. He it's... should have started quoting Shakespeare. Did we we watch that episode right with uh, mm -hmm. Luxana? Yeah, 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 yeah we okay. did. Yep. Lest we forget. So truck brained you can't tell when things happened. Uh, what are things? My mind is just I'm degraded stuffed. so much. So then the episode yes, just and... ends with the uh, with the assumption <laughs> that even though nothing has changed, they will do it right this time. Yes, and they do it right. <laughs> There's a, a deleted scene of. Picard taking a baseball bat to Crusher's plants just to make sure that that doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, what happened to the plants? Oh, we put them in stasis and changed their them on the molecular level so that their chronotons are set forward by 
the day. Not bad. Not bad. You know what? You know what? They probably had O'Brien touch them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, O'Brien, you need to touch these for exactly 2.3 seconds to offset their growth for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man! <laughs> I'm just gonna keep referencing that until it becomes a real episode of Deep Space Nine. O'Brien at the the concentration camp. It's <laughs> like a lot of work. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta we gotta get back into our uh, our open AI fan fiction writing. I, I, we we had dreams of sharing them on on this this very podcast. Yeah, never, one day happened. Oh, it'll yeah. be its own spinoff podcast. <laughs> it's adding to our network, the Readier Network. Right, right. Maybe we can um we can get that that uh, that guy who's mad at us. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> For our lack of professionalism. I can't imagine how anyone could make that complaint. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just... The key to... The best time to record your podcast is 5 a.m. on a Monday. And there's right. nothing about that that can change. So, sometimes it's 5 a.m. on a Monday. And 20 minutes before that, it suddenly becomes 7 p.m. on a Thursday. And that's just, just how it works. You gotta roll with the punches. Don't fight the right. tides. Is that like a song lyric? <laughs> it could be. I guess it is kind of punchy. Uh, like the sounds sound like a like a like a naughty's pop like like pop rap fusion. What do you what do you know about my naughty's pop? <laughs> <laughs> Which th that itself sounds like you're talking about like your ethnic grandmother's father. <laughs> my naughty's pop. <laughs> Don't you talk about my naughty's pop like that. Either that or the her homemade soda. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I, I go through all this effort to gift you a bottle of my naughty's pop, and this is what you have to say? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Okay. If, if we if we cut out the um the laughing and dead air from this podcast, it would be like two minutes, minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Just in the entirety of it's two minutes. But here's the thing: if we don't laugh, then the the audience doesn't, doesn't know, when, know when to laugh. Exactly. Sure. Right. And and if they don't know when to laugh, then this podcast becomes racist. <laughs> no, we went over this. It's satire. Right. It's satire. Right. Um. My, uh, I, I think I've spoken to you about this. The the rapid proliferation of the word satire to mean anything comedic rather than actually satirical. <laughs> now, do you have any, like, hard examples of this, or is it just the... I'd have to ones? just just plunge Reddit comments. So, let's say somebody makes a joke article that's, like, a, like a non... Not the Onion, because the Onion can be satirical at times, but, um... Just something that's a joke, right? Like, here's my comedy mm. sketch. And people say, oh, this is... It's satire. It's funny satire. 
when their usage of the word is anything that's not serious. Sure. And if you, I don't recommend this, but if you browse Reddit long enough, you'll find people doing this, mostly because it's a website made up of, you know, grooming target-aged people. Or children. Target-aged people? (laughs) You know, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) It's uh, not a good good spot. And they don't know what satire is. These kids, they don't know satire. Yeah, um, kids are dumb. Right. They don't know satire. They don't know... Eating babies. It's like the only satirical work I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't trust anyone who was born after Pokemon existed. Right. The the brain chemistry altering seizure that all of us endured puts us on another level <laughs> that uh, they'll never reach. Yeah. It was a life-changing event. Right. Now I can truly see color and sounds. Now I can truly see you pee. <laughs> I think that's that's going to be the peak for this episode. Uh, how many uh, saucer steps would you give clues? We didn't even get to the end of it. Yeah, we did. They they get to the end. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they fix it. And it's then, it's and then such a non-ending. Data does that uh, that smug, self-satisfied face. Right. Oh, Captain, I think we should send the probe. Picard says, okay. And Data says, nailed it. And he winks at the camera. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so he's going to send a probe, and then what? He's going to pull a different image? Yeah, <laughs> I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Worf is going to be like, well, that's the planet next to the... That's the planet next to Kling. <laughs> Did Worf have any lines in this episode? Ooh, I don't think... I don't don't know. Bring up the script. I can can check right now. Every other uh, principal cast member did. Except Wesley, I guess. He had 30 lines. 30? Wow. That is a lot more than I thought. Uh, But many of them are like, Captain. Uh, on screen. Yeah, lots of shields and weapon systems unaffected type stuff. Shields and weapon systems fully functional. I'll tell you, that was a cushy job. That... I know, seriously. All you had to do was like read the fucking computer. Right. Well, it wasn't a real computer, but yeah. Oh, you mean you mean like outside of canon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Worf's job. Was oh, canon. no, that's good too. I mean, Dorn. Like the amount of acting he had to go th- had to put in, sure, sure, very little. Yeah, really shows uh, in season three of Picard. <laughs> oh, he's a pacifist now. Yeah, when Worf is introduced. He's like in a lounge listening to classical music, <laughs> which I guess is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, the... but only if they do it, yeah. and that's the thing. I, I I totally uh, that's that's like what they would do in like in like a parody revival. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird cross section of it being obviously parodic, but also fitting in with the the rogue uh, characterization of Worf as a romantic that pops up occasionally. Sure, sure, sure. 
It's um, but you know, you saying that just made me realize that's what they should have done. Yeah, is just uh, just do like like a, a tongue in cheek revival. Oh, that would have been a lot where... better. You can't play, you know, geriatrics in space straight. Right, right, right. So it's like, yeah, they're all kind of just caricatures of the of their old, their old characters. Um, is maybe yeah, like yeah, maybe some of them are subverted a little bit. It's funny because uh, um, the finale of TNG, where future Picard is like has space Alzheimer's, mm. um, actually hits that kind of note better than uh, just oh they're old but they're still uh, on point right. action stars. Right, right, right. No, it's. I mean, it's. This is all. It's. It's not even surprising at this point. It's just we. We know this. Anyone who's listening to this who has like half a brain cell knows this. It's all the product of a Funko Pop driven fucking consumer culture nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's anyway. Um, for saucer saps, I'm thinking cheese. The more we talked about it, the more I dislike it. I would say, on a very good day, two and a half, but probably two. I couldn't go lower than two and a half. I could potentially go to three. I think it's got stupid uh, writing and issues, but at the same time, it's it's consistently mildly entertaining. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. Until you get to the end, it's like, there is yeah. some semblance of a mystery. But again, you know, you have Data who... Like you said, he shuts down every time, and it's like, well, yeah, the first time it's, it's like, oh, there might be something insidious going on. By the fifth time, it's like, well, Jesus, can you do something different? I think so. the first watch of the episode is fine, and then it gets retroactively a lot worse once you know yeah. the ending. Yeah, definitely. But because going through it the first time was fine, I could settle in around a 2.8, maybe a 3, maybe right. a 2.5. Yeah, yeah, fine. All right, yeah, two and a half then. Two and a half for me. So you got uh, any trivia for me? Yes, and? Yes, and trivia? <laughs> um. All right. <clears throat> so this episode. We uh, have... Clues. Got it. <laughs> we have um, a character who is named for the first time. It's not that uh, Latina Ensign that showed up for two episodes and didn't no. have sex with Jordy. <laughs> no, no. She was supposed to be around for a while. Yeah. Lopez? Which is a shame, because I kind of liked her. Was that, was that what her name was? Maybe. Hernandez? <laughs> Sombrero? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, named char a character that's named for the first time, mm -hmm. but has shown up before. Shown up before and will continue to show up. Um, it's in it's fact, one of the nurses, isn't it? The other doctor. Ooh. Um, it's not Ogawa. I thought she was. Maybe it is. It is. Oh, it nice. is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Uh, her. She's given her first name, Alyssa. Yes. This episode. Um, and and as always, this is sourced from from our friends in Memory Alpha. Alyssa Ogawa is given her first name in this episode. Her last name was not mentioned until cause and effect. Okay, so this was the cause, the first name, and the effect right, right, was the right. last name. And then we get the effect, yeah. <laughs> I think that you asked a very similar question about Keiko, and I first answered that with Ogawa. 
Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Which you know further proves that you're a racist. <laughs> I mean, they all look the same. It's satire. <laughs> They're all Chinese people masquerading as Japanese people. So, which is weird that that's and remains today to be an accepted form of diversity. Right, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. You know the um the 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 Zoomer sixteen year old Korean chick can get mad that uh, white people are wearing kimonos at the the fucking Boston Museum of Fine Arts because it appropriates uh, the culture that's a stone's throw away from where her great 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 grandparents lived. But somebody in China, you know, a Chinese person rather playing a Korean character or a Japanese character, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, it's it's all the same because we all have slanty eyes and our grandparents talked funny. It's oriental. Yeah. Yeah. From it's the Orient. It's sickening. Um, Not that I expected but, you know, so much from TNG, 80s, 90s. Uh, no. That, that's part no, of no, the no, course, no, no. but the yeah, fact that totally, it still goes on today. But it's like today. nowadays, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just, I, and I guess we have a, like, personally have a vested interest in this, but still fucking... It's it's such a double standard. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, I I don't mean to sound like Matt Walsh here. Well, you you're a little late on that one. <laughs> Do you he know doesn't, he doesn't even know what a fucking what the difference is between a Chinese and a Korean are. He doesn't even know what a woman is. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of the Readier Room. Uh, before we go, I want to thank our sponsors, Denny's, home of Moons Over My Hammy, and uh, the Grand Slam, and also Pep Boys, home of the 15-Minute Oil Change. If you go to either of these establishments and say the word Readier at your uh, point of purchase, you'll now actually get a 20% discount. We've been able to up it after a couple of years of loyal partnership. So go to say your thanks to the Pep Boys and Denny's with a nice Readier purchase. Join us the next time where we talk about more Star Trek The Next Generation. And until then, be careful out there on the road and take with you from us a nice and pleasant and safe. Stay ready. The Troublesome Little Man Child. I stand before you defrocked, condemned to be a member of this lowest of species. Thank you, Ensign. Engage. inside the bottle bottle.